I um, I first found out about Woodland Pattern. Actually, I did visit Milwaukee to see a friend, another poet, um, back in 2011. And um, I was here and gave a reading with him. And he took me to Woodland Pattern. And I nearly lost my mind because every poet that I cared about was there. Bridge the city, whoa, whoa. Bridge the city, yeah. Bridge the city, yeah. Gotta bridge the city, the city. Bridge the city, whoa, whoa. Bridge the city, yeah. Bridge the city, yeah. Gotta bridge the city, the city. Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. I'm your host, Benjamin Rangel, and on today's episode, we talk with two amazing Milwaukeeans, Jenny Gropp and Laura Solomon. The two are the executive directors of Woodland Pattern, the one-of-a-kind book center in River West. They have been there since 2018, and if you've ever been to Woodland Pattern, you know exactly why I would ask the leaders of such a space to come on the pod. As you'll hear in a bit, Woodland Pattern is one of those assets you learn about and are instantly blown away by the fact that it exists here in our city, in Milwaukee. It's more than just a bookstore. It's really a community and artistic center, a place where some of the largest literary collections in the state and even the country exist. Before we jump into my conversation with them, I just want to let you all know that Bridge the City is growing. We recently added a new team member who will be introduced in the next episode of Bridge the City, so I'll leave you in suspense there. But we're still looking for more people to join the Bridge the City team. So check out our Help Wanted episode to learn more about opportunities with us. And finally, I want to shout out our patrons. At just $4.14, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash city, and it's the main primary way that we keep doing what we're doing. And so thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon. Um, we really appreciate it, and we hope that we can get some more in the future. $4.14, folks, that's like a cup of coffee, right? And so if you like this episode and other things that we do, please consider supporting us on a monthly basis for as little as $4.14. All right, with that, let's check out my conversation with Jenny and Laura. Um, Yeah, so I am one of the co-directors of Woodland Pattern Book Center um, in River West, along with my partner, Laura, who's here with me today. Hi. And um, we are both, we've both worked for a long time as, as poets and editors and arts administrators, and it all culminates really beautiful in our experience um, here working at Woodland Pattern. Yeah, we came to Milwaukee um, in 2018 and we're taking over for Ann Kingsbury, who actually just received um, Milwaukee's Artist of the Year Award along with Classic. Um, so she retired in 2018 after nearly 40 years of, of service as the executive director and we they hired us as a team. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you for that intro. Uh, tell me a bit about Woodlands Pattern, no S at the end, as I just learned, right? Woodlands <laughs> Pattern. Tell me about the the, the bookstore. Uh, what makes it unique? Uh, it, it feels to me like it's some. It's like a staple in the River West community. But I'd love to hear more about it from your eyes. Yeah. So I would say first of all, um, we're not exactly a bookstore. I mean, we call ourselves a book center. We're essentially a literary organization, a poetry organization. I would even go as far as to say we're an interdisciplinary arts organization because we do film screenings and art exhibitions. Um, So essentially we're an arts center, an arts organization, but we have a book 
um, a book center component. And we have that because um, we feel as though there is, and, and the organization has felt for nearly 40 years, it was, or actually more than 40 years, um, that it's really important to give space to non-commercial literature. Um, so we hold a lot of things. Um, we have one of the largest collections of poetry in the country. Um, it's very hard to have a very large poetry section if you're a commercial bookstore um, because poetry doesn't sell in the same way that fiction or nonfiction does. Um, so we have, we have a, a huge poetry section. And then we also have a lot of, um, as we were talking about earlier, we have a lot of local artists, um, a lot of self-published things. We have zines, um, chat books, limited run, um, handmade items. We also have a lot of things that we ourselves have published. Um, so it's it's a really interesting collection and in there's actually not a collection like it in the country. Um, do you want to say some more? Well, yeah, just about the books in general, like, I mean, um, if you go in, you'll see that there's a large local section, too. We're, we're a huge home for Wisconsin authors, um, in particular people from Milwaukee, and we're always trying to make more shelving room inside of our space. Uh, we definitely don't get rid of things, so we do function a little bit like a library. Like, you can come in and there's a whole 40-year history Yeah, um, that's waiting for you to explore uh, in a way that... Other bookstores might get rid of things or, or rotate them yeah, in rotate and out. Rotate them in and out, and 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 we really have it's it's a culture inside of the books themselves. Yeah, we hold on to titles. Um, you know, we buy them and keep them mm -hmm. because we believe in the permanent value that they have. Um, but it's the kind of thing that you know you really would you really do need to be a nonprofit to be able to do because um, we certainly don't um, essentially like. We, what we spend on the books is what we make on the books mm -hmm. and we don't, there's not enough to compensate somebody to work there. Yeah. The books are kind of like a, uh, this grand vestibule to the rest of our programming. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a gallery that is like you walk through two rooms full of books that are floor to ceiling and then you get to our gallery, which is a really multi-dimensional space where we have hosted film screenings and experimental music concerts um, and, and a million poetry readings and performances and writing and exhibitions groups. and writing groups and book groups. And the space is so versatile that it is really hard to describe everything that's gone on in there. Um, but yeah. that, you know, the books are, are, are representative of the people who come through. Anyone who has been through has a book or anything that book resides uh, inside of with a pattern. We also, I'll say one last thing about the books, and that is that, you know, for for a very long time, too, we've also been really committed to um, marginalized literatures, in particular Native American literature. Mm -hmm. And we actually have the largest Native American um, literature section in the state. Um, so it's also, it's also a real treasure as well. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much for that introduction to the space, to the book center, I should say, not the bookstore. Uh, and there's so much there to unpack for me because a few things. One, I remember literally, not even just saying this for the purpose of, of, of the interview here, but like I remember when I first went into Woodland Pattern, noticing how many uh, indigenous and native authors 
you did have available. And I was like, wow, this is just really impressive. I had no idea, though, it was the largest in the state. Didn't know that you all had one of the largest or the largest poetry collection in the country. Is that true? We have one of the largest that is that you can purchase, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, certainly there are larger um, poetry collections that aren't for sale, but gotcha. in terms of being able to actually purchase the book, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and- and that's I, that's the thing I, I love to learn about with these interviews and these conversations because um, it reminds me of my conversation with Eddie Daniel, who just wrote a book on the Milwaukee River Greenway, and I bought his book from you all. Um, and so it was great to have that available in at, at your at your book center at your place. Um, but uh, he taught me, for instance, that the Milwaukee River Greenway is a park that's larger than Central Park in New York, and so. Um, another thing I love to learn is just the uh, amazing resources that rival resources around the state and country here in our community, uh, like you all have at River in River West. Absolutely, and and truly, you know, Jenny and I both knew about Woodland as poets. We both knew about Woodland Pattern, never having set foot in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, Woodland Pattern is what brought us to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, I guess let's say let's hear more about that. First, let's let's give some credit to the folks who established Woodland Pattern. I was reading a bit about the history. It's been existing in some way or shape or form uh, in different intervals, right? Over the last like 50 years, I think 1970, early 70s is what I read. Uh, and so can you get a, get our listeners informed about the history of Woodland Pattern and then the more recent uh, transition from the past executive director to to you two? How did you two get involved in all that? Oh, goodness. Well, so actually, I think what you know about the history um, is like that back in the in the like mid 70s, um, Woodland Pattern was kind of seeded as books, books. Was it an X? It's, yeah, B O O X and yep. books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I definitely, when I read that, I pronounced it as books, books. And I was like, is that right? That doesn't sound <laughs> right. But <laughs> whenever we talked to, to Carl Gartung and Ann Kingsbury, two of the founders, um, along with Carl Young, anyway, they always say books, books. But that was inside of um, the Water Street Arts facility um, that also has Theater X. And it was, uh, you know, books, books started as, as a sort of guerrilla book selling operation where they were just collecting as many, as many outsider literature pieces as they could. And um, then in 1979, uh, oh goodness, yeah, Anne Kingsbury uh, was a teacher at UW-Milwaukee and she was up for tenure and she didn't receive it. She calls herself a tenure casualty. Uh, she, <laughs> she's a, so she's, I'm going to yeah. jump in here. Jump in, jump in. So she what thinks a, it's funny. She yeah. essentially books, books, you know, they were doing these little pop-ups after performances mm-hmm. with theater X and, um, Carl Gartung was originally a stage designer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he started, you know, selling these books there with, um, Carl Young who employed him. And then when Anne didn't get her tenure as an art um, professor, she decided to join them and be the administrator and actually open Woodland Pattern. And that that also happened because of another um, hiccup. And that was that the Water Street Arts Center 
was being closed down and, mm-hmm. and um, everybody had to move out. So they decided, you know, to purchase this, um, this building on Locust Street that is now Woodland Pattern with actually Anne's retirement funds. I know. Yeah, that's the, I think I started laughing because the wow. dedication was so real. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's insane. Them. Yeah. Um, and so they ended up renovating this own built their building, um, uh, the building we're in now with like sweat equity. They just all went in there and were scrubbing it floor to ceiling and it's great. The other thing to say is that it would not have started, it wouldn't have been possible for Woodland Pattern to start without the National Endowment for the Arts. So the National Endowment for the Arts at the time, you know, it, they were they they opened the doors in 1980. They founded it in 1979. They um, applied to the NEA, which at the time was really trying to find a way to support small press culture. Mm-hmm. There were all these independent publishers, but nobody would carry them, and so they wanted to find a way f- to distribute um, small press literature. And so Woodland Pattern became you know, one of the NEA's pet projects at the very beginning to provide a place where non-commercial literature could be sold. Mm-hmm. And and then you said that both of you were, you came to Milwaukee because of Woodland Pattern. Talk a bit more about that. Yeah. Well, um, so, you know, when we got word uh, that Anne was going to retire, from Woodland Pattern, uh, the job was a national announcement and Laura and I both looked at it and we decided, well, you know, we should apply as a team because Anne and Carl were a team and they had Carl Young as, as part of their team too. And it's a natural fit. Um, we were working at the time at the Georgia Review in Athens, Georgia, and we had, we just known forever about Woodland Pattern and yeah. the great, incredible books and that it was. I, um, I first found out about Woodland Pattern. Actually, I did visit Milwaukee to see a friend, another poet, um, back in 2011. And um, I was here and gave a reading with him. And he took me to Woodland Pattern. And I nearly lost my mind because every poet that I cared about was there in on the bookshelves. I, like, I, I couldn't believe such a place existed that had the poetry books that it had. Um, so I, I never forgot it. And, um, and then Jenny separately. She... Separately. Yeah. I mean, this was like back in 2012. Um, you know, I, I had a friend um, who used to work here actually at Woodland Pattern, um, Bobby Bauman. And, and he was like, well, I'm about to take my dream job. We saw each other at the um, Associated Writers and Writing Programs Conference at the AWP. And I was like, what's your dream job? And he's like, Woodland Pattern Book Center. And I'm like, what's that? (laughs) And he begins to describe, you know, floor to ceiling, uh, this incredible home for poetry. And I was like, I need to visit there someday. And since then, I've been watching it. But there was also for you, there was that, um, that album that was produced oh my at God, Woodland Pattern. Yes. That was one yeah. of your favorite albums. One of my favorite albums. Yeah. There's uh, well, there's this this um this improvisational saxophonist uh, Peter Brotzman, and he had a visual art show that toured through Chicago and then up, up through Milwaukee. And Woodland Pattern printed a book um, that that of Peter Brotzman's vis- visual art, and Peter Brotzman has played many times. Um, at Woodland Pattern, and I was like, 
that oh my was god another. but yeah i had the you know i remember flipping back to the colophon and being like oh here's woodland pattern uh this incredible place that's printing Peter Brothman's visual art in the United States. <laughs> it's essentially, it's this wonderful place for nerds, mm-hmm. um, for poetry and various kinds of art, but it's also very much a community space where you don't need to be a nerd at all. It's, it's a nice balance of those things. Um, yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's really great to hear you both just, uh, like the enthusiasm around the space. And I'm, I'm really glad I asked the question about like your introduction of the space to begin with. Um, and it's amazing to, to just know that we have such a resource, such a, uh, a wealth of, of poetry. Um, just the, the comment about like you, you were seeing poets names that just meant so much to you that you wouldn't have seen anywhere else. And it is interesting as a lay person, I guess I could describe myself not as like a, a poetry aficionado. You know, I, I think it's really interesting and cool, but I'm not, I'm not familiar with a lot of the names or a lot of the poets in there. Uh, but to know that we have this amazing resource in the community in River West too is is really great. And so it sounds like, um, I mean, Woodland Pattern, Lion's Tooth, The Bindery, uh, they're all multi-use spaces here in the community, not just a book center or, graph- or a place where you can get graphic novels, but an event space, a, a community space, a space for local art and creatives. And so can you talk a bit about what does a place like Woodland Pattern mean to a community, to a neighborhood, to uh, River West, for instance? Sure. Um, I mean, I'll start by saying we have about, we present somewhere, I think we're at this point, we're between 400 and 500 events per year. Um, We work in the public schools every day, um, teaching creative writing to young people. We have a summer poetry camp. We also have a writing group for seniors. So we're like, we're really working with people across their entire lives. Um, people who are interested in writing. Um, I would say too that the book center is is itself a resource. It's a place where people come to study and learn um, and to like learn about different poetic lineages, you know, to find, find a, a lot of people do use this as a library and just come and read all day. Um, and then of course there's all of the poetry readings. Like we probably have about 70 a year and they feature both, local poets and poets who are visiting and it becomes a way like woodland pattern ends up being the space where milwaukee writers get to connect with their peers from elsewhere in the country people they might be otherwise separated from because people don't come to milwaukee as as frequently and geographically we're kind of far from some of the other major centers for literature so um there's a lot happening across a lot of different demographics and um and we're basically every day there are people, um, you know, coming to meet up and talk about books and talk about their their creativity, um, whether it's writing or, or visual art or something else. And so is there an annual event that you all put on that you're really excited about or proud of or maybe one that's coming up soon that you want to plug? Well, I mean, every year um, in January, the last week, we have our poetry marathon uh, which is an incredible event that, you know, has typically run like uh, it's a 15 hour event, but this last year we went for 24 because we couldn't meet in person. <laughs> and <laughs> it was, um, it was actually, it turned out incredibly. We were able to involve like 250 you know, plus poets, 250 plus poets 
And we had, you know, almost 3,000 people who were tuned in all over the world um, to this event. And it serves as our biggest fundraiser. Um, we have poets, they'll pledge uh, to read and people sponsor them. And then we have corporate sponsors and, and individuals who, who match those pledges. And it helps us to raise money throughout the year. But it's a, the, the range of poetry is just incredible. We have a youth hour, an LGBTQ hour, a veterans hour. Uh, we have small press hours where we feature people who are working nationally to put together these wonderful cultures, which we then house the books in the store. And it's, it's really wonderful. It's really nice too, because every poet gets five minutes. Mm -hmm. And so it's this great equalizer. And so it doesn't matter if you're like a 15 year old writing poems or you're a poet laureate, mm -hmm. or you are, you know, someone who is older and starting to write for the first time, like all of those people like are presented side by side. And, um, and it's actually this really beautiful experience to hear all those different voices and all of their difference. And um, it's, it's kind of hallucinatory by the time you get to the end of it, if you can hold on, mm -hmm. but it's definitely worth it. Yeah, I, I think it was it was hilarious the last poetry marathon because everybody did join us online in this major way, and there was a blizzard here in Milwaukee that weekend, and we were actually broadcasting the poetry marathon out of our house, and wow. it was. But everybody kind of entered this space together in the chat, and and it was very magical. People it was very hallucinatory. People who had come to the marathon year after year for you know decades, some of them. Um, who never could make it more than like two or three hours went for the whole they thing. They stayed for the whole and thing. And we're like, you have to do yeah. this all the time. They were like, like we want 24 seven poetry TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could have streamed it on Twitch or something. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, and they already, I mean, they have the river West 24. It's a 24 hour bike ride, a 24 yeah. hour poetry marathon. Why not? Right. No. I know, I know. And that's such a fun event to participate in as well. We always are a stop, a checkpoint for that. You know, this episode might turn into something different, but originally it was supposed to, you know, feature uh, small press, local publishing. And so I know it's hard when I ask, uh, especially creatives or writers themselves, if they have a favorite. But uh, if you have a favorite local like zine or small press title that you are proud of carrying or that you just love to show off or love to read yourself. Well, I don't want to say favorite, but I'll, yeah. I'll say some of the small presses here in Milwaukee that we work with a lot. Um, they have... We carry their titles. We sometimes partner with them to publish things for Woodland Pattern, too. Um, there's Adjunct Press that is um, run by Johnny Lohr and his partner. Alice Ladrick. Yeah. Yes. They're both fantastic. And um, there's Vegetarian Alcoholic Press that is run by Freddie LaForce. And he's actually based in River West. And there's Pay Milk um, that does a lot of zines, but also chat books and put little, little poetry books, um, which is, um, Chelsea Tedeschi. And, um, and then we also, but we also carry lots and lots of zines that are produced in Milwaukee. We have a partnership right now with Moody. Um, we've been actually putting ads in them, their zines to help them, um, continue producing that scene. Yeah, Melissa Merce Rodriguez is doing really wonderful work um, with Moody. Uh, and also, 
I feel like I would like to plug Von Larson's That Way uh, zine, which just came out, which I know for them has been a big labor of love, um, very LGBTQ-centric, beautiful visual art project. So, Yeah, so hopefully some of our uh, listeners can support those uh, those titles are the, the the folks doing the work here in the community, um, and so I did I did mention already, sort of alluded to uh, how every episode ends with uh, tangible action steps. But before I ask about your two action steps, uh, this is just like a personal curiosity I have around woodland pattern. The mural on the outside of the building it seemingly changes somewhat regularly. I don't know if there's like a schedule, uh, but I re- I've been here for six seven years, and I feel like the mural is certainly not the same mural that's been on the outside of the building uh, since when I, from when I first came to Milwaukee. Uh, is there like a, yeah, can you share a little bit about the the artwork on the outside of the building? Um, and maybe for listeners who don't know what woodland pattern looks like or what mural I'm talking about, maybe give uh, some folks some information about what's on the building right now. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you asking that. Um so, you know, outside of Woodland Pattern, we're on Locust Street where we get like, you know, 20,000 cars like whizzing by there. Um, but it, so we have a huge public art space and the mural runs like the length of the building. And right now we have this absolutely amazing mural by uh, C.K. Ledesma, who's currently the Mary Knoll established artist, uh, uh, you know, from Milwaukee. And but the mural is called Palante, which means forward. And it features a poem by uh, Pedro Pietri, which is, is, is also incredible. And it's, it's just, when you take time with it, it also features uh, faces. Um, CK is incredible at drawing faces. And they're faces of people who were lost in Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico um, back in 2017. And I would say too, and Pedro Pietri is also, he's a Puerto Rican American um, poet, um, very famous, well known. And this particular poem is just heartbreaking. It's, yeah. um, and we, we, we had that mural um, created with CK while we were also collaborating with him and others to present um a celebration of Puerto Rican culture on the anniversary of Hurricane Maria um, in 2019. And we had a panel talking about um, the young lords and we had um, we had the poet Urayuan Noel from New York came, who's a New York New Rican poet. Um, and we had food and music and it was a fantastic event. Um, so yeah, the mural was also completed right at that time to yeah, celebrate at that, that event. moment yeah and and, and the poem um, for those who are interested is a Puerto Rican obituary which please read it um, yeah that's your action item yeah go read Puerto Rican obituary um, and then before that you know we had a mural by Diana Berry um, who well, also I should say that Pedro Pietri has visited Woodland Pattern yeah. Um, he has since passed, but it was back in the 80s. And at the same time that we had reintroduced a mural by Diana Berry, who was one of the influences, early influences um, and on Woodland Pattern in terms of film and visual art. And it's just it's gorgeous. And it changes. And it, it changes a bit capriciously, but seriously when yeah. it does. Um, 
We don't have like a fixed schedule or something, but when it, when it's time, I mean, you you know when it's time to the change. The spirit moves you. The building moves you. The weather moves you yeah. to change it. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's almost like uh, an incentive for folks around the area or maybe not in Milwaukee to, to make an effort to come see it and, you know, consume it. Because especially driving down Locust, I mean, you have to be careful driving down Locust sometimes uh, with mm-hmm. the speed of some of the drivers. But I'm really happy that there's that little, uh, there's like a cutout or uh, uh, some sort of, pedestrian friendly cutout near your your bookstore yeah. i think right and there's this traffic light so yes. hopefully, hopefully you get the, the traffic light on red and you can stop and take a look or yeah. yeah i mean when you're when you're visiting the the center just you know take some time to consume the art on the outside it's always something that i um probably spend too much time looking at as i'm driving by and not enough time looking forward because it's always uh yeah um well uh I mean, I, I, that, that is a wonderful action step. Read that poetry. Uh, are there any other action steps knowing that our, uh, our goal is to get listeners engaged in the community, whatever that means to them, but uh, through the lens of, you know, uh, either supporting uh, the center Woodland Pattern or just like supporting creatives generally here in our community. What are some action steps you both have for our listeners? Well, I mean, thinking about Woodland Pattern, you know, um, we are always looking for volunteers. We have a really rich volunteer community, um, people coming in and out, and there are all kinds of ways that, that people can help and contribute and grow the community. We're also always welcoming ideas for book groups and writing groups. And any if, kind of initiative. Any kind of initiative. If you have an idea for an exhibition, if you have an idea for a mural, like these are kind of, these are the things like we're, we're um, we really want to like, keep the word culture as active as it's meant to be. So people should come to us um, shamelessly. With the <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it come with also, with- if you're a writer mm-hmm. or a publisher and you have a little book and, you know, come consign it with us, you know, we, we really love to accept work by authors, authors we don't yet have and to discover who else is writing in Milwaukee that we don't yet know. So, um, so definitely like use this as a resource if you're publishing something, um, and just come in and just hang out. Yeah. Come just, I would, I would say like, feel so welcome to come in through the doors. Like sometimes people don't understand what's going on inside. Um, it's, it's kind of a locust street mystery for some people. Um, but there are many, many nice people, plants, books awaiting you. And also, um, for anyone who might want to, we do also take donations to keep going. And yeah. you can go to www.woodlandpattern.org and and contribute. And you can find out everything that we're doing. There's right. so many different like poetry reading series and like different kinds of activities for different people. Um, and yeah, just just come come take part and use us. Use us. Use us. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That seems like a an effective <laughs> an effective way to end there. Um, <laughs> well, I'll just play that right at the beginning too as a hook. Um, thank you. I mean, with four hundred plus. Thank you so much for listening to Bridge the City. Thank you to Jenny and Laura for talking with me and for all the amazing work you do for the River West and Milwaukee communities. 
Lastly, as always, thank you to our patrons, those who support Bridget City on a monthly basis. If you are interested in supporting our work, visit patreon.com slash bridge the city. And as always, reach out and let us know how you have helped bridge the city.